Following up is another one of those things in your career that everyone tells you to do, but no one ever really explains why or more importantly, how. So let's declassify the follow-up. First up, why is it so important? I think the follow-up is extremely important. When you have a meeting with somebody or an interview, you know, you got to contextualize that. It's in the midst of their packed schedule. They're having back-to-back calls, especially right now when everyone is on Zooms and calls all day long. So the follow-up is really your chance to rehash what you discussed and make them remember you and why they should invest more time and more interest in you. That was Henry, and he does some dope things at Johnson & Johnson's Robotics and Digital Solutions divisions, but it's interesting to hear his perspective because he has recently gone from student to professional. As students, it's hard to understand how busy the average professional is, even if you have interned at a corporation before. Between Zoom calls, conference meetings, and their work, professionals are typically swamped and can easily forget about things like a phone call with you. That's why following up with people is so important. So the million-dollar question, what do you say in the follow-up? When I do a follow-up, if I'm going to follow up via email, I always open with a little bit of a a flavor back to what we discussed, maybe a specific key point, um, and then an actionable next step, something I'm going to do with that information. If they gave me a piece of advice or a piece of insight, I always always follow up with how I'm going to apply that to either, you know, when it was an internship to my search, um, when it's now in my career to my own trajectory and planning. So make sure you're showing them how you're incorporating that. And I also think a great thing that you can do now in the follow-ups is using things like voice, like we're doing here, uh, and video DMs, sending people a little bit of a a different type of follow-up that shows them who you are and lets you uh, have a little bit more fun with it and just shows your energy and and personality a little bit more. So I would always try and incorporate that in your follow-ups. I jump on calls with students all the time, and out of 10 students, maybe one or two will follow up with me. That's not bad, but the problem with that is that those follow-ups, it's so generic. Like they'll say, hey, Justin, thanks so much for the advice about LinkedIn. It was super helpful, and I'm going to go to work on my profile today. It's a good start, but honestly, I've gotten so many of those that I probably won't remember it in a couple of weeks. But if they said something like, hey, Justin, thanks so much for the advice about LinkedIn. The story that you told me about how you landed your internship through asking your friend for ice cream was great, and I'm going to see how I can try that out sometime. I'm planning on working on my LinkedIn over the weekend. Would it be okay if I sent it over once I finished? See how specific that is? It's not only a thank you, but as I read it, it brings me back to that specific conversation. Now, Henry mentioned two cheat codes at the end of using different mediums like audio and video. These can help you stand out a ton. Personally, I don't like audio messages, but I always listen to them and typically always respond too. I haven't gotten many videos yet, but when we brought on the billionaire Jeff Hoffman, he said that if you wanted to get hired by him, send him a video. But before you leave because you think that you have all the cheat codes to following up, just wait a few more minutes because Isra, who is a student at San Jose State, has a couple more things that you need to remember when following up with people. I usually follow up every two months. I make sure I reach out to them during holidays to wish them and to see how they're doing. Aside from the holidays, I, I just make sure to reach out every one and a half to two months just because I feel like that's a perfect time it's not too long and it's not too short as well you don't want to be spamming them too soon but you also don't want to wait too long for them to forget you so I feel like a two-month span is really good just to check in see how they're doing and also to update them on your end as well 
I would jump on a call. It would be a great conversation. I'd follow up the next day and then would never hear back from them ever again. I thought that they would reach back out to me. Or sometimes, if I'm being honest, I forgot and they probably forgot too. Making sure that you have some sort of system to remember who you networked with and how often you want to follow up with them is so important because you need to stay top of mind. Personally, the way that I've done this is just by setting up recurring calendar invites. I have friends on bi-weekly, monthly, and quarterly invites where Google Calendar just blocks the time off automatically for both of us and we just show up to the Zoom. It's super simple, but I personally think I've built closer relationships in the last six months of doing this compared to the four plus years of not doing this in college. So when it comes to networking, it's not always about quantity because if the people that you're meeting don't remember you, does it really matter? And that leads us to the last cheat code. I always make sure to keep track of the people that I've had a conversation with. To do this, I use a Google spreadsheet that contains each person's name, role, company, date we talked, and contact information. This is very useful because it's like a contact directory. I can use it every time I want to follow up with them. It's good to put down the date I spoke with them so I can keep track of how long it's been since. Another thing that's good to add is every date that you've followed up with them, just so you know and keep track of how long it's been between each follow-up. Our memories suck, and the chances are that you will probably forget that person that you met. And they're going to forget about you too. But a Google Sheet won't. And having that as a backup always allows you to never have to worry about a lost connection. Well, that's about it. I'm out. So the team and I have been doing a lot of research into how we can get these cheat codes to more students around the world. And there's one thing that you can do to help us out. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We started season 10 with 65 reviews, and our goal is to get to 100 by the end of the season on March 31st. Don't be good. Be great. And leave us that five-star review. Peace.